G'day guys, on today's show, we're talking all things Adelaide Strikers, our predicted 11s, who gets the most ideal super coach roles. We're going to talk death bowling, we're going to talk schedule implications for the Strikers, who we're hot on, who we're cold on, and everything in between. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, you are. Welcome back to the Insight BBL show on the Insight Podcast Network. I'm the Supercoach Brain. You can find me on X at SC underscore Brain. And as always, I'm joined by my trusty co-host, the biggest of all the horses, the SC Big Horse. How are you, mate? Hello, Nate. Going well, mate. Uh, isn't it funny that the more we dig into this, the more changes that occur to our BBL sides? It's always the way, isn't it? During the preseason, um, you know, you, you do your first draft and you think, shit, I'm actually pretty pretty happy with this team. And you go, I don't even know if I'm going to need to make many changes. And then uh, you start digging into the teams a little bit more. A few injuries start to pop up and, uh, yeah, here we are with a completely different team, which is always the way. Uh, isn't it? You get, you get to this sort of stage a month out and you're like, what am I going to do with this money that I'm going to win? And then inevitably, <laughs> it just I shit the bed. So here's hoping with our research and our ability to find some Smokies and some players that are hot that we can help you win some money this year. That's the plan, mate. That is the plan. We're going to talk about all of that and more, and we're going to analyze each team. So this is the kickoff for the Adelaide Strikers. Uh, to, to get the ball rolling, mate, we'll, we'll talk who we're hot on, who we're cold on. We'll talk a little bit about their schedule, who they should be considering uh, for everybody building their teams to get the season started as well. So we'll go through all of those. Um, but as always, mate, the show is brought to you by the Standard Squeeze, helping you drink responsibly and conveniently. And of course, our friend Ryan from Astute Newstead. For all your home loan needs, we'll give the boys a shout out very soon. But before we do that, make sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons at the bottom there if you haven't yet. And if you are listening to us on audio, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever it is you get your audio podcast, make sure to hit the follow button and please leave us a review so we can reach more people. Um, if you have not done this yet, you're behind. Join our unlimited group. It's 482267. 482267. We're going to be giving away a Supercoach Champions ring uh, for the overall winner. And we're also giving away a weekly prize for the top scorer thanks to our friends over at the Standard Squeeze. So no better time to get stuck into the BBL content and uh, hopefully win yourself some stuff. But, mate, we're here to talk strikers. What are your initial thoughts on, on the Adelaide strikers this year? Because there's a few ins and outs we'll talk about very soon, but what are the initial thoughts? How are they going to go? Yeah, look, I don't mind Adelaide. I started – I don't follow them. I, I follow the Melbourne Renegades. But with Adelaide, do you remember a couple of years ago where Travis Head – smacked out a nice ton and came from the clouds to win that game at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, was that New Year's Eve game as well? It, it was. It was electric and he just went bananas, didn't he? Since then, I've sort of had a bit of a soft spot for Adelaide and I like the way Rashid Khan goes about it. Like he's he's economical, he gets wickets, he gets the boys up and about. That's definitely not my most hated team. So in saying that though, I don't think that they're going to contend this year, but there's some very super coach relevant players in this side. It's tough, isn't it, this year with the with basically all the BBL teams are going to suffer and the ones that are very test heavy, uh, you know, teams that have a lot of test players, maybe even the Sydney Sixers are probably the top of the list in, in that category. But um, you're basically losing all your test players for the whole BBL this year based on the schedule and the shortened BBL season, which is unfortunate for the Adelaide Strikers because they're going to be without Alex Carey and Travis Head. So um, I, I probably agree with you in a, in a sense that I don't see them competing with some of the other better i guess we'll call them teams in the competition but um yeah i'm with you on that the short square boundaries at adelaide oval you love putting the putting the tv on you see a game at adelaide oval don't you 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, mate, let's talk ins and outs. So a uh, little bit of movement in the roster for the Adelaide Strikers over the off-season. Um, and they've obviously gone to draft and picked up three nice little acquisitions there. We'll talk about them soon. But the big talk around town is Darcy Short heading over to the Adelaide Strikers. Um, mm-hmm. Mate, he's dirt cheap. He's come over from the Hurricanes. He's come off a really pretty ordinary couple of years in the BBL. Uh, a lot of people own him at the moment. They've got him sitting on their bench. What are your thoughts on on? I know we'll dive a little bit deeper into this very soon, but Darcy Short does he fit into this eleven? I think to start off with he does, but his form is such that to me it looks like he's batting with a donut at the moment. He's just all edges, no middle. So, like you see him out the middle, he looks scratchy. He's not making any runs. I know that can change in a T Twenty format. You get one out of the middle and off you go. But I reckon it's going to be really hard for Darcy Short to keep his spot if he doesn't make runs early on, especially with Jake Weatherold, who I believe misses out in a spot to start off with. Yeah, yeah, there's some uh, contention there for that spot that Darcy Short's taken. So, uh, yeah, and look, Weatherold isn't exactly lighting it up either, is he? So he's, no. um, he's made it hard for himself to take that spot back, but Darcy Short probably gets first crack. So he's the first and the big in, I guess, for the strikers, and I think he could really benefit from those short square boundaries there at Adelaide Oval as well. Um, yeah. The strikers have also got Brendan Doggett from the Sydney Thunder. So he's come across this year. He's signed a two-year deal. So Brendan Doggett probably misses out on a spot to start with. I don't see him being in the starting 11. But it only, it's only going to take one injury to a guy like Wes Agar, who's currently injured at the moment with back spasms. So, um, yeah, I mean, he could easily get a start week one if Wes Agar isn't ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Was it yesterday they finished their Sheffield Shield game and Jason Gillespie's come out saying that Wes Agar – even though he got career best figures in that game, he's pulled up really sore and they're looking to manage him now. Yeah, they were saying um, he's pulled up sore with back spasms or a disc issue of some sort. So, and whenever you hear anything about disc backs, issues in backs, fast bowlers. It, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not good. Yeah, stress fractures are ever present for fast bowlers. And I think, you know, this is going to be something they'll monitor pretty closely. But we're not physios, mate. We're here to talk super coach. So, uh, you know, right. hopefully he gets a run in week one. Um, mate, these two guys I'm actually really interested in, uh, James Baisley, who's come across from the Brisbane heat. He had a a pretty good year last year for the heat as well. So he'll slot nicely into this middle order for the strikers and do a bit of batting and bowling, I think for these guys. And Jamie Overton has come over from England. He's, uh, put up some pretty good performances over there in the hundred competition. Um, and, and also he's played some test cricket for England. He's no mug. So I'm genuinely intrigued to see how Overton goes over in Australia. Yeah, look, and if Wesagar does miss and they've got to bring in someone else, do they bring in an extra bowler or do they look to bowl Overton, Baisley, Thornton, and then you've got your spinners, Matt Short, Darcy Short, Rashid Khan. There's lots of bowling options there. So for someone like Jamie Overton who could bat at five or six and potentially open or be first change with the ball, that just screams points, doesn't it? Yeah, and we talked in the last couple of episodes when we started things off that we love all-rounders that do a bit of both, and I think yeah. for Supercoach, it's it's favourable that you're getting people that can do both. Um, there, there's points to be had on both sides, and, and I think if you can get a guy that's batting top six and bowling their three overs as a minimum, I think you're on the money with that. Um, you know, But there are some nice options, so he's not necessarily just a lock straight up. So those are the ins for them. Uh, we've got Darcy Short, Brendan Doggett, Baisley, and Overton have come over to the strikers. And the outs, mate, they've lost Peter Siddle. Um, 
he's moved over to the Renegades, so we'll talk about him on another episode. Harry Conway hasn't been signed at the moment. Ryan Gibson as well. Played a bit of cricket with Gibbo um, coming up. He started out in Penrith and then played over at Campbelltown Ghost with me for a while, so I know Gibbo quite well. Um, and then Colin de Grondham has uh, not come back yeah. either. Okay. So. He was Yeah, he was a bit hit and miss, wasn't he, while he was here? The big cheese, Colin. Like, he, he was the guy you wanted to do well. Yeah, he's like the guy that you walk into your local bar and he's at the end of the bar, six stubbies deep, just wanting a chin wag. He reminds me of that sort of fellow, like not overly fit, hair everywhere, facial hair going everywhere, hasn't had a shave for a week, but you kind of want him to do well. Mm. You're right. Yep. Yep, I agree. I had him in there for last last year. I had him in for two or three rounds. I think Adelaide had the double-double. And I thought, I'm just going to get to Grondeman and see what happens. He was a dual position. He had bat bowl eligibility. And uh, I think he got injured the game that I brought him in. And he came straight back out. So thanks. Thanks, Cole. Um, so those three guys, uh, four guys leave. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about Siddle on another episode when we chat Renegades. And, and that'll probably be a favorite episode of yours, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, mate, let's very quickly, let's actually... We'll, we'll skip the squad. We'll talk about the guys that probably miss out a little bit later, but let's talk about our round one predicted 11. Now, I, I want to kind of preface this by saying that these are predictions. These aren't uh, – this is what we think is going to happen. This isn't and what's going to happen. That's right. No. As much as I'd love to be, we're not. Mm. Um, but I guess, you know, with Head and Carey, they're, they're unavailable at the moment. They're not going to be playing any BBL this year unless by some miracle Cricket Australia let them play the round one. Um, before they go into camp, which I don't think is going to happen. No. Um, which opens the door, I guess, for Darcy Short to bat at the top order. I think he mm-hmm. probably opens with Matt Short. Are we in agreement with that? Yes, to start yeah. with. Now, the, Darcy Short loses his bowler eligibility this year. He's always been bat bowl due position, and he's only a batsman this year, which does limit what you can do with him. Now, mm. we've got so many other great bat bowl options, so it's not a huge concern at his price at 67K. It's not a big deal. But it is something to consider because you're always going to want to prefer a guy that can, uh, you know, you can flip up and down in, in dual position. Even uh, a guy, let's, as an example, Sam Whiteman that we were talking about off air, um, he, he's a dual position wicket keeper bat that could be maybe a better option to sit on your bench there when Perth are on the double. Uh, Darcy Short has a single, a double, and then into a bye. So, I mean, there's an argument there. You could even fade him. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm, I'm looking to do to start off with. Yeah, he was in my team to start with. Mm. But given his recent lack of runs and Whiteman 2K extra, dual position yeah. wicketkeeper batsman, that, that screams value for me. Love it. Um, so we talked about Jake Weatherald early. We probably see him missing out purely due to the fact that, you know, he should be batting up the top like he does in all forms. Mm. Um, but... Uh, he's in a bit of a battle with Tom Kelly, I think, for the kind of, we'll call it the fifth batter spot um, in this lineup. I probably see Tom Kelly getting it. Um, I mean, so we've got the short guys opening. We've got Chris Lynn at three. I think that's a pretty undisputed based on last year. He was he was mm-hmm. top shelf last year. He starts at 167.9K, 54.2 average on last year. I mean... Is there any temptation to pick up Lynn just as a bit of a firecracker to get things starting? Or is it the schedule for Adelaide that is really deterring for you guys that are bat only? Both. But, yeah, the schedule especially to start with is a no for me. Not when you can pick up, you know, your Brisbane guys who have got the triple game week to start with, your Stars players who have three double game weeks in the first five weeks. There's better value elsewhere. Agreed. Uh, So we got... 
Short, Short and Lynn in the top three. We've got Adam Hose and Tom Kelly that should round out four and five. Now, I've got Jamie Overton at six and James Baisley at seven. And, and this could flip either way, really, based on what the need is. But Overton hits a fucking big ball. This guy hits a big ball and he bowls decent medium pace. So I can see him at 125K, I can see him batting six and getting three overs in, in the middle overs. And you can get a nice little uh, economy rate bonus there from his overs in the middle if he can keep things relatively quiet. He he actually could be a smoky. I really don't mind Overton at 125K. The price is nice. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And you just said yourself, um, middle overs, bowling his three, potential four. Players are going to look to attack him, give an extra pace on the ball, and that doesn't necessarily mean runs for batsmen either. People holding out the fields back. I like that call by you. Uh, what are your thoughts on Baisley? Because um, I might dive into him a little bit more later, but initially, like, he, he's also dual position. The price, though, we're starting to creep up into premium territory, aren't we, at 165K? Yeah, yeah, definitely a premium. He was probably a product of Brisbane's lack of ability in the top water last year. I think if you see Short, Lynn, Hose, these sorts of players start to get going, then his points for batting are going to be limited. I see Adelaide's top water here as having potential to be better than Brisbane's last year. So you're looking at Baisley for points off bowling, not necessarily batting. The, uh, yeah, agreed. Agreed on the batting side of things. And I think when you're going, you're picking a guy that's batting seven, there's always a risk they don't get a stick. So, but the, the beauty of Baisley is I reckon you can guarantee he's going to get his four overs in every single week. So for 53.5 average on last year, which is pretty handy, I think that puts him top 20 from memory. But um, he'll, he could bowl death. And this is a guy I think could bowl death overs. He's pretty kind of nifty um, and pretty tricky, I think, Baisley. Um, and there's a couple of other contenders that could bowl death. Wes Agar, definitely. Uh, Henry Thornton bowls quick, mm. but a little bit erratic. But bowls a good Yorker at the end of the innings. So, it does. Um, Baisley could be one of three guys that bowled death overs at the end of the innings for Adelaide. So, uh, for me, what I'm looking for when I shape my squad are I'm looking for a guy that could bat potentially top six and a guy that could potentially bowl some death overs for me. And if I can get one of those two and, and potentially a guy like Baisley who does both, that's, you know, I could be talking myself into picking him round one here. The problem yeah, well, with that is that they're only on the single. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's They're only right. on the single game week is a killer. Hmm. Um, mate, talk us through the last four. So we've gone one to seven. We've gone short, short, Lynn, Hose, Kelly, Overton, and Baisley. Who have we got rounding out the bottom order? And then we've got at eight, Rashid Khan, Harry Nielsen, who I would not touch at nine. He's potentially, for me, the worst wicketkeeper batsman that we have in the BBL. Uh, Thornton at 10 and Wes Agar, if, if fit, at 11. I really like Rashid Khan. And even though they're on the single game week, week one, he averages 90 against Brisbane in his last three games. So I'm even tempted to slap a VC on him, even though they're on the single game week. Yep, you heard it here first. Spicy take, but the man, he's economical. He takes wickets. And he's found an ability in the last couple of years to throw the stick around too. He can get you a quick 15, 20 runs. Yeah, he can, and he only needs to get you 20 to get that strike rate bonus. Uh, and, right. you know, that's the key, isn't it, at the end of the innings? You want someone who can get you a quick 20. So I don't hate that at all. Rashid Khan also is at a massive discount in comparison to what we're used to from him. He, mm -hmm. I think, the last year started the season around the 160K. So we're getting him on a 30K discount. 43 average you consider to be down for Rashid Khan in terms of the standards of previous BBL. So I, I like it. You could even... 
Just chuck him on the bench in week one. You don't need to play him. You can play a cheaper Brisbane bowler or something like that if you want to in week one to capitalize on the triple game week. And then you've got Rashid Khan on the double next week mm-hmm. for round two. And then we haven't talked about this yet in the scheduling, but the guy, the teams that are on the buy are incredibly valuable because they're your VC loophole. That's right. If you've got players like Rashid Khan sitting on your bench in round three when they've all got the buy, no one else took Adelaide striker players because they wanted to avoid the shitty schedule to start. You've got your loophole so, signed, sealed, delivered. So uh, I don't, I don't hate it. I like Rashid Khan. I think he's pretty well owned as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. He should. I'm going to quickly yeah, bring I think it up. He's, I think he's up in the thirties. Last time I Could saw. Could be. Could be. Hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. We'll check that out. Um, but I like it. Good shout. Um, you, you mentioned Wes Agar potentially injured. We said at the start of the show, potential back yep. spasms. Brendan Doggett could fall into a role there at the back end of the innings. Um, yep. you're, you're familiar with the uh, type of play that he is. If he was to come in, say, for Wes Agar, do you see him being valuable for this squad? I, 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 no, I don't. Uh, I mean, okay. I think he does get the role. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know whether we're picking him up from a super coach perspective. I think there's so many other really good quicks in the BBL that you're just not looking at a, a guy like Doggett on a single game week. You know, yeah. uh, I haven't actually even checked Doggett's price. Um, I'll do that while you're, yep. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to say no. Uh, and we can naturally assume there's still, we're recording this with 32 days left before the season starts. So we'd like to think that Wes Agar can kind of get that those back spasms or disc issues sorted in the next month before BBL kicks off. So fingers crossed for Wes Agar. Um, and Henry Thornton was a revelation last year in the BBL. Uh, I owned him at a couple of different points of the season, and unfortunately I owned him at all the wrong times because uh, anybody who had a crack at him in week one, I think he scored 160 or 200 or something crazy in, oh, wow. in round one double. That's amazing. That's a lot of points. Yeah, he, he did really well. Um, so he, he was the kind of guy that everyone jumped on. And, and if you had him in round one, you were in the top 100, basically, to start the season last year. So, so Brendan, um, Brendan Doggett's at 106K bowler only. Uh, 60K, you could be tempting me. 70K, uh, but not 100, not 105. Not, not when you've got so many other good options. I mean, we'll talk about some in the other teams, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I'll pick him up at that price. No. Um, Mate, we're, let's. So that's our predicted eleven. We'll we'll go over it again. We've got Matt Short at the top. We've got Darcy Short. We've got Chris Lynn at three. Adam Hose and Tom Kelly round out the middle order at four and five. We've got Jamie Overton at six. Baisley seven, and then we've got the bowlers Rashid Khan. Um, we've got Harry Nielsen who will keep wickets at nine, and then we've got Thornton and Agar at ten and eleven. Um, now there there isn't too many concerns around availability at the moment aside from Agar, so it's it all seems pretty solid, pretty locked in, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's for me. That's their best eleven. Cool. So, um, mate, to round out, what we'll do is we'll talk through a player that we're hot on and a player that we're cold on. So uh, let's let's start off with the hot ones. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. Thanks, Matty G, for that one. That's uh, always Matty G's favourite. Um, mate, you kick us off. Who are you hot on? Who do you reckon's uh, a guy that people should be considering at, at this point? I'm hot on Jamie Overton. 125K, bat bowler, get his three, four overs in the middle overs, potentially batting at six, can hit a huge, huge ball, and with short square boundaries as well. That's very enticing. 
Hey, I like it. I mean, we spoke earlier about the fact that if he can do a little bit of both and he can bat top six and he can get three overs in, he's a he's a look. Um, it's it's just hard to consider any of these guys really knowing that you've got a lot of guys on the double or the triple that probably should take priority over the majority of these guys. And, and I mean, we've spoken a bit about Matt Short, but you're potentially starting with him depending on a few things, uh, the makeup of your team and availability on a couple of different players. But 125 is nice for Overton. So I agree with you on that. Yeah. I'm hot on Baisley, man. I, I, I mean, we kind of mentioned yeah. it already, but bat bowl dual position, 165K isn't really ideal. I mean, he's a little bit more expensive than I'd be willing to pay, but the role's there for him. It's like rock solid role. Um, probably should play most games. He's not going to get rotated. He's, I mean, he's not, he doesn't bowl rapid pace. There's no kind of workload management issues there for him unless he has a, re- a few really long knocks early on in the BBL, which means he scored super coach points, right? So it's not the end of the world, but, um, yeah, I, I like Baisley and he's a guy I can definitely consider, uh, potentially for Adelaide's double into the buy. I could use him as a bat loop. Uh, and then if I have Rashid Khan down in the bowler slot, um, I could use him as a loophole on in round three. So I don't, I don't actually mind James Baisley. Um, mate, talk to me about, let's, oh, first of all, let's move on to the cold guys. We're cold on the same guy, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, Darcy Short. Absolutely. But I want to bring up Harry Nielsen because I've done a little bit of digging. And did you know Darcy Short's kept wickets before? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know whether I, th- I see him doing it because yeah. they've used Nielsen regularly in the in the BBL yeah. last year when Kerry wasn't playing, Nielsen was keeping. So yeah. I, I just don't know whether they're going to go that left field. Maybe they'll want Short as a bowling option. Yep. Do you think there's any potential at all that Darcy Short could be the keeper? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. Hey, I've, fuck, I've been wrong before. So we'll yeah. see how we go. But Thanks for your in-depth analysis. <laughs> it's, it's a very, yeah, very in-depth. Uh, I thought about this yeah. one a lot. Um, yeah. Now, I, I think they value his bowling more than okay. they'll value his wicket-keeping. But, yeah, if they wanted to get another batsman in their lineup and, and strengthen up their batting or they wanted to get another bowler in um, – it makes sense because Nielsen's a little bit of a plotter, isn't he? He he, he takes up a slot. He's got about nine mm-hmm. because he's not exactly the greatest batsman in the world, is he? And then no, uh, he doesn't bowl. So you've got basically a specialist wicketkeeper batting at nine in your T20 yeah. squad, which is not good. No. So for me, don't rule that out. I think it could happen, Quite. especially if it means getting another batsman or another bowler in. And if Wes, Wes Agar is hurt and potentially misses games, there's, mm. there's a left field play that could happen there. Yeah, cool. I'm all for a left field play. See how close we get. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the Darcy Short cold call. I, uh, he's just so cheap that people are going to be tempted by the price and the name Darcy Short. That's that's what it is. Mm. At the moment, he's pretty well owned. Um, I might I might try and check the ownership very quickly while we're while we're on here if I can get my computer to load, which it doesn't seem yep. to want to. Um, I, his form has been very bad in uh, domestic cricket at the moment, hasn't it? Um, there's a few ducks, uh, you know, a few globes floating around for Darcy Short, which is concerning. Uh, he, is, he is currently the sixth most owned player in BBL Supercoach right now, 41.2% owned. So, and don't get me wrong, I understand why, mm-hmm. but this could be, a, it, it could be a trap. You could be caught on a guy that just doesn't make you any cash and you're going to have to move him on to a really cheap guy 
uh, and, and make no money from that trade and waste a trade, basically. Yeah, but if you're looking at last year's starting price was nearly 150K. He dropped $80,000 to where he is now. He was obviously that price for a reason and once upon a time. And mm-hmm. these sorts of players, like it's it's very hit and miss at times. And he only needs to get one out of the middle to get himself going. So it could be a striker genius or you could be blowing a trade. It's one of those 50-50 ones. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. He averaged 21.8 last season. So fucking ordinary. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's got this. He averaged the same as Harry Nielsen last year, if that puts it in perspective for you. Um, within one point of Harry Nielsen. So, no, yeah, not a fan. But uh, I started with him like you did. Uh, I think I'll probably go with other options. So you've got guys like Jake Fraser-McGurk at the same price. Uh, mm-hmm. Renegades have a nice little schedule to start. They've got double, single, double. So maybe that could be a shout. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Darcy Short could – this could backfire on us big time, really, couldn't it? Uh, he's a guy that could come out and just go 300s in a row. But, hey, yeah, yep. it, the form isn't telling us that right now. Um, no, it's not. Mate, that'll do us. Adelaide, strikers, all done. Uh, that's our predicted 11 for everybody. Uh, these are the guys we're hot on and cold on. Uh, we'll continue to do these episodes moving forward and, and preview every single team in the BBL, all their super coach relevant players, uh, the way we see the lineup sorting out. Um, but guys, so you make sure that you don't miss another episode, make sure to hit subscribe and hit like on the episode and uh, hit the little bell thing. And it'll uh, basically send you a notification whenever we go live or whenever we put an episode up. So you don't miss any of the future ones. We're also going to be uh, talking through positional analysis as well. So we're going to deep dive on the batsmen, the bowlers, and the wicketkeeper lines um, and give you our best tips from those as well. Any final words, mate? No, we've covered it pretty well, I reckon. Love it. Guys, that'll do us. We will see you for the next episode of Team Previews. Until then, you've been listening to an Insight BBL show. Catch you later. See ya.